Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome to the Corner of Truth and Courage. I'm here with Tom, and this is Tyler, and we are talking about a subject that I'm sure not many people deal with, anger, right? Not at all. Not at all. That's why we're talking about it. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. We're the only two people. (laughs) I'll fix you and you fix me. Okay, that's fine, and everybody else just listen in. That's right. right. Just just learn about the problems that we have. Yes, that's it. This has nothing to do with you, I'm sure, you listeners out there. (laughs) That's funny. All right, so yesterday we talked about, we're kidding, obviously, right? We all... We all, to some degree, deal with anger. And we even talked about how you are, I would say, kind of a mild-tempered person. So the fact that you wanted to punch a, a, a man's lights <laughs> out two weeks ago is, was kind of eye-opening uh, to me, uh, to be honest. I'm scared now. I'm going to make sure that you know I do all my duties on time, and I, I don't leave anything undone, so you don't do that to me. So uh, I'm just kidding here, obviously. But uh, So we talked about yesterday uh, anger in the home, and what, a, what an important topic. And, and really, we... We didn't really finish what we were talking about there, and we kind of ended with opening a box that that we still need to touch on some things. and And I mentioned yesterday at the end of the show, and I'm going to hand it off to you after we bring this up again, that it, when we discipline our kids, we we can't do that in anger because yeah. when you do, you're teaching your kids this is how you deal with problems in life. Yeah. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna hand the torch to you after that and let you pick up from there. Well, let me, let, let, let me say this. It's very important that we realize that how we as parents deal with our kids, we're teaching them. Our values are how to deal with issues. They're going to pass that on and, and develop that into their life. I heard this said to me years and years and years ago. What I practice in my generation with moderation, they will do in excess. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if I and violent with my reactions, they're going to take that to another level, mm-hmm. even deeper and more violent and more dangerous. And it's just natural. It really is. When you see our kids being uh, willfully disobedient to us there, it drives anger into your heart. And I'd love to say I never, never acted in anger to my kids when they were young. But I, that's not true. Yeah. I'd love to say that. There were times there that, before I knew it, man, I grabbed, you know, my kid there, mainly David. But uh, <laughs> uh, Tiffany wasn't, uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't much of a problem in those areas. But uh, they would do things that you, they knew where they, you were, they were pushing my buttons. Yeah. And they knew what they were told. And it's just easy. And then you don't even realize that you're doing it until it's done. And then it's like, ah, you know, that was wrong. I need to, you know, straighten that up. Yeah. And fix that. And sometimes parents just have to go back to their kids and apologize. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of hard. It's like, yeah, dad admitting he's wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. You know, and I, I tell you what, that will do a great service to your kids to see that parents can admit, hey, I was wrong. We want them to admit when they're wrong. Yeah. We should be able to admit it, too. We that's need to show good. that example. That's a good point. But uh, let, let, let me say this. You mentioned that. <laughs> You mentioned, you know, well, you're a very you know, mild-mannered kind of guy there. I, uh, I said that before. After this week, I don't know if I'll have that same opinion. But, yeah, go on. Since, since I made that confession, <laughs> a, a lot of it, I, I'm the product of being a second-generation Christian. My dad had issues with anger, and I saw some of that with him. He was a first-generation Christian. God, God was still working a lot of sanctification in his life. He wasn't always a perfect man. He had to deal with me and teach me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so grateful for it because there were times that I was angry at things and my dad had to 
teach me God's ways, because he was learning God's ways. Uh-huh. He was a first-generation Christian. He didn't get saved till he was in his 20s. You know, now when he got saved, kind of like you, when he got saved, man, it was a huge transformation in his life, uh, yeah. under an 80-degree turnaround. There's a lot of things for him to learn. He didn't have a good Christian upbringing. I did. Uh-huh. And, and then again, well, the point I want to make is this, generational teaching. Mm-hmm. What we pass down to the next generation can either be good or bad. Yeah, anger is a huge problem in the home, and if dads can get victory over that and learn to have victory, and, and the great thing is there's great tools in the Bible. Oh yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of unpack some of these things there, but if anger continues in a person's life, let's say someone offended you, you had an expectation and it was broken. And that offense was made, you get angry, and you're not quite yet able to repay. Would you feel giving them back their just desserts? Mm-hmm. You know, this person deserves to be, you know, you know, I need justice here. And justice is not brought. It builds up bitterness. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge problem because it's a constant um, uh, 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 poison. Yeah. That's in your body. Let me let, 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 let me give you a few few quotes about bitterness. And I yeah. know you have some things to share about that too. But uh, Lee Strobel said this, Bitterness is a dangerous drug in any dosage. And that's true. And um, uh, But I like uh, what John Ottberg said. And I don't even know who, uh, sorry, or- Ortberg, who he is. But he said this, Bitterness is like drinking rat poison. Yeah. And waiting for the rat to die. Yeah. You know, <laughs> You're so angry at a person, but your anger is like poison to you. You're thinking, you know, the more you dwell on it, well, I hope this person gets this, that, and this. But you're actually hurting yourself. And I've said this for years. Uh, bitterness is a prison to the person who has it. Yeah. You're building walls. Well, I'll never let this person hurt me again. So you cut that person out of your life. Mm-hmm. Someone else hurts you. Well, I'm never going to let that person hurt me again. You build another wall. I'm not going to let that person hurt me. And before you know it, you're you're pri- you're in a prison. Yeah. You've closed yourself in because <clears throat> of people that have hurt you, and you won't release that hurt, that anger, and it it's a it's a poison. Yeah. Let me give you a biblical example of, of, of someone who I believe struggled with bitterness to the full effect if you look at the Bible. You look at the life of Jonah and think about what God called Jonah to do. When you research the uh, people of Nineveh there, you, you learn that the, the people of Nineveh actually did a lot of very bad things to Jews. And so there was a reason why Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh, right? We don't read that just straight from the scriptures there. But when you, when you look at some of the history of the things that are going on, uh, they treated Jews bad, and Jonah was a Jew, right? And yeah. so he, he, had, uh, he had anger uh, towards them, and he never dealt with it in a spiritual manner, and therefore it became bitterness. And God said, listen, I want you to go to Nineveh, and I want, I'm paraphrasing here, obviously. I want you to go to Nineveh. I want you to preach. And, and of course, Jonah's like, I'm going there. That's the last place I'm going. Yeah, let them have judgment. Let them have judgment and all these different yeah. things. And so and there's a few things that you learn. I can't go through the entire thing. I have a message about this. But there's a few points I wanted to bring out. Uh, about bitterness, similar to some of the points that you mentioned there. Uh, but number one, and you see this in, in in the the book of Jonah there, you know, bitterness causes you to despise the forgiveness of God. Mm-hmm. Okay, now think about that. God God saw the people of Nineveh there. Did they make mistakes and things? Sure, we all do, right? And 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 but we want God's forgiveness, just like yeah. Jonah wants you know, surely God's forgiveness. And when you despise uh, 
when you when, when you get bitter towards a certain people like Jonah did, what you do is you're actually despising God's forgiveness. You're not allowing that to, to take part the way and the way it should. Now think about this too. Bitterness causes you, this is very important, to focus on the enemy instead of the real inward problem happening in your own heart. Now, now think about that. When I'm bitter and I've allowed my anger to get to this place, I'm not focused on me. I'm focused on everybody else and what they've done and the circumstances of my life and how, it, and how it's brought me to this point. Now listen to this verse. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the what? Issues. Issues of life. Yep. When, you, when you struggle with anger and bitterness, that is an issue of life. And the Bible says specifically that comes from your own heart. We are deceived in believing that it's well because this person did that and they shouldn't have done that, right? Or, or because this is just the, you heard people say this in the world today, this is just the hand I was dealt in life. That's so dumb. You know, that's, that's just not true. It's not about what happens to you. It's about how you choose to deal with it, right? Yeah. And, uh, and bitterness, it's, I love the way you said that. It, it's a poison and it's a pill that, that you swallow expecting someone else to have the, the, the you know, reciprocate uh, the consequences of it. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Bitterness will engulf your life. Have you ever been bitter? I'm talking about it takes over everything. Nothing You can no longer have joy in life anymore because all you can do is focus on that negative, bitter person or circumstance that you have in life, and it sucks the life out of everything else that you have uh, there in your life. Yeah, it, 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 it does. It consumes you, and, uh, and it doesn't bring you health. <laughs> it just brings you misery. And uh, so, so what... Um, you know, we, we, we've looked at some of these things here about generational, about anger, and we're passing that down, teaching our kids and stuff. And, you know, it creates conflict in our homes with husbands and wives and anger. You know, you're always getting angry, you're erupting in anger. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> where can we find help? You know, uh, what, what are the, some of the things that we can do? You know, one of the things, too, is we need to start to, we need to admit and confess, I got a problem here. Mm -hmm. And we need to go to God with that, and uh, and and usually people wait till everything's really, really, really bad before we go talk to our preacher and get help. You know, sometimes preachers are the last time, uh, last persons to know there's there's a divorce go getting ready to erupt in the home, and there's a separation that's developed. And and had they uh, sought help and counsel earlier, um, it would have. Um, you know, probably saved the marriage, saved a relationship, and and and, and all that type of stuff. There, what, um, what 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 do we do when someone comes to us and say, "I need some help"? What do I do? Uh, I I tell them, I don't know. I'm looking for the same thing you are, brother. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, well, I mean, the Bible tells us very clearly that all the answers to life are in God's Word, right? And so you might not know what they are right off the top. And so number one, I mean, this is going to be something that people have heard before, I understand. But um, number one, you need to start praying that God will illuminate from God's Word the areas that give you the answers you, saw, you seek in life, right? Yeah. And so, uh, but the Bible gives you the answers uh, to all those different things there. I, I think when you read God's Word, if I was to sum it up, and I'm not going to be able to finish this on this show, so we're opening up another box we're going to have to deal with next week. Yeah. But if I was to, if I was to give you the, the answer, anger is a result of a lack of forgiveness. Mm. And you can see that in God's Word, okay? Yeah. Now think about this. When And I use this example. It's an extreme example. But if you came and smacked me across my face right now, 
I mean, it's going to make me have some sort of emotion, right? I'm probably not yeah. going to be joyful no. unless you're weaker than you look. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but, but if you came and you smacked me right now, that's, that's going to make me angry to, okay. to some degree. Sure. It arouses an emotion. Absolutely. And it's not going to be happiness and joy. So what do I have to do to not sin? Because the Bible says be angry and sin not, which I think we need to cover probably pretty soon here. Uh, okay. what, what do I need to do from this point forward that's going to keep me from then being in sin? Because it, it depends on how I... Yeah. Well, let me, let, let me do this. There are some very good friends of mine who have a different interpretation on this verse out of Ephesians, you know, on be ye angry and sin not. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they go into the Greek and, you know, they're saying, well, it's a passive tense and stuff. They're suggesting that it's not saying be ye angry and sin not. Mm-hmm. They're suggesting, you know, well, be angry. There are going to be some things that will provoke you. You can't help being provoked to anger, but don't do it. Yeah. In other words, they take this verse and say, this is not giving you permission to be angry. And there's some truth to it, I believe, <coughs> that this isn't license to just be angry. Okay? I take the approach, when the plain sense, when, you know, when the plain sense makes common sense, look for no other sense, else you have nonsense. Okay. That's a rule of interpretation. You just spun me around in a circle. Okay. I'm not sure what that when, means. When we read something in the Bible, <laughs> yeah. and the it, plain sense makes common sense, look for no other sense, else you have nonsense. Which okay. means what? Lame Which means terms. that let, let, let the Bible speak for itself. What mm-hmm. it clearly says, and if it makes common sense to you there, what it says there, don't go digging for something different. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to have to stop there. Our time's run out there. But let's pick up on this topic here again tomorrow. And uh, folks, thank you for joining us here today. If you have a comment about today's program, uh, you can call us and leave us your comment on 800-616-0082. Select option 2 and leave us a voicemail, 800-616-0082. And you can always do that on our website at fortressoffaith.com. Join us again tomorrow in 24 hours at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.